Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Welcome to another episode of What's the Truth? Today, my guest is Megan Minogue. How are you doing, Megan? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Glad, to, glad that you're here. Um, tell us about what you're trying to achieve and what problems you're having. I am trying to achieve um, more financial success. I am looking to make $12,000 a month um, through my coaching business. Okay. Where are you now? How much are you making now? Uh, nothing right now. Nothing. Okay. So I, I know when um, uh, you sent your foreman, you said you're doing the work, but nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So tell me what work you're doing and what's not happening. Um, the work I'm doing, I'm reaching out to people, asking people to uh, book calls, see if they're interested um, through different formats, like through Facebook. I'm just going through people like just scrolling through anybody that I am looking to see that I can help, um, reaching out to them directly. Um, I've gotten some traction through that. Um, I am reaching out to anybody that I personally know that, um, and I also have a newsletter, which I reach out to, um, people through that as well, which that to me is not really gaining a lot of traction. I'm gaining more traction by reaching out to specifically to people. Okay. What specific problem are you looking to help people with? I help moms move from overwhelm to ease, simply put. Okay. And you've actually had conversations with moms about this? Mm-hmm. And what are you hearing uh, as feedback from them? Or what, or why aren't, what are they telling you the reason is that they're not purchasing? Mm-hmm. Um. That's a good question. Um, from people that I, the couple people that I have spoken to, when I really started to shift my niche, um, it was pretty broad. And then I realized that I really wanted to work with moms. So I've spoken with a couple um, that just the, the, the finance part of it, it's just too expensive. How much do you charge? 4000 for the for a year. 4000 for a year. And they're telling you that that's too expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, so, so my first, my first guess is that you're reaching the wrong person. Um, you should be able to get a lot more than 4,000 for a year for what you're doing. But my, my second assumption is that I think you're not speaking to the problem enough. Um, if you're, if you're coming from the idea, uh, of overwhelm, you're not really speaking to what they want. And if if the person is overwhelmed, what do you think that what do you think that they want? If a mom is overwhelmed, what do they want? Oh, they want some peace. They want some calm. They want some freedom. They want time to themselves. To do what? To just take, just to uh, to do what to just have a, a moment of feeling uh, like themselves. A deep desire to not to not be resentful they moms who are in overwhelm want to experience 
deep connection with their children. Okay. They want to have fun and they, uh, as hard as it might be, a woman doesn't want to continue to self-sacrifice in order to have what they want, because that's in some, uh, in some way has been dubbed as a good mother to self-sacrifice. Right. Um, and I'm here to say that that's not actually true. What's actually true is you taking care of yourself and, uh, the dream of your life is connected to your purpose. And in order for you to be a good mother and to be a good example, that's, you need to be striving for that. See, I, I think your problem is right there. So being that so many, so many women have learned that the self-sacrifice is what gives them their value, when you offer them a way out, it doesn't match their value proposition of life. Even though they may want to, they have a tremendous feeling of guilt. That's been my experience with almost anybody. So if I have a core foundation that was given to my parents and say, I have to sacrifice or I have to feel guilty about this or I have to feel shame about something in order to maintain my value as a person, even though my consciousness may and my emotions might want out of this, I will find something wrong with the way out in order to maintain that value system because that's where my certainty actually is. So... I don't think, I, I, well, here's what I do think. I think you're just going after the wrong person, not the wrong problem, the wrong individual. You need to find people that really want to get out of it, that they really do want to get out of it. They just don't know how. And I bet you that you're running up against the wrong individual. They really don't want to get out of it. They just want somebody to talk to so that they feel better for the moment, but they're not really willing to step into any kind of commitment to change. Mm. So here, here would be my recommendation. My recommendation would be that you start using platforms like Facebook or something, uh, even Instagram, to start doing videos about this, about your topic and what you do to help people break free of this. And people will start being attracted to that idea. And those are the people that you need to talk to. And I'll bet you you get a different result with that. And I would also talk and I, I would also dig down as to, yes, they want to feel good. They want to feel connection. They want to be happy. But in order to do what? Get, if you link it to, a, to even some purpose in their life, it gives them a logical reason outside of just their emotional state. Because most people are taught their emotional state doesn't matter in this world. You know? Mm -hmm. So if you can link it to something else that they want, now you have even more confidence in, or they'll have more confidence in the reason why they should take action on it. Plus, I think when a person really knows what they want, if they're, and they just don't know how to get it, um, it makes more logical sense to them to find a way out. Because if they keep doing the same thing, they're going to stay where, they're actually going to stay where they are. So I think you need to reach a broader sense of people, a person, persons. Mm -hmm. uh, you may also want to look at uh, entrepreneurial mothers mm -hmm. that are having this issue. Yeah. Because they see... One of the things that I teach people in any time you're going after a marketplace is does the marketplace value self-improvement? Do they value self-education? Do they value learning as a fundamental principle and value for their life in order to keep bettering their life? If they don't, and many don't, then you're, you're dealing with the right problem in the wrong marketplace. Mm -hmm. So what would be evidence that a person does value those things with people that would be professional mothers? 
There would be entrepreneurial mothers. There would be other coach mothers that are out there. People that have already staked some value by their behavior that they have done this in the past. Mm -hmm. And they need somebody to teach them the the skill sets that you have. Mm -hmm. Now, would you um, also speak to, because you spoke to the shame and the guilt um, would that be something you would put in your marketing? I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not like there's anything that you would put in there that would be the wrong thing. You would put things in there that would speak to what their experience is actually like. And I think a lot of people know that they feel tremendous sense of shame and guilt. I mean, you know, shame and guilt is taught all over the world as far as a, a disciplinary and a manipulative procedure to get people to do what they want. And it starts off in childhood. We're not born with shame and guilt. We're just susceptible to it. That's what makes it take. That's what makes us take it on as a, a behavioral way of thinking and and feeling uh, in our life. However, it's also taught in a way where it's almost an absolute. Like you should be ashamed of yourself, or you should feel really guilty about this. And then if a person doesn't, they think they're a bad person because in some way they link it up with not caring. Right. So if they're not running those emotional patterns, it's almost like, well, if you really cared, you'd be running those emotional patterns. You would feel a sense of of shame and guilt. So the more shame and guilt I feel, that's showing the more that I care. But it's a completely dysfunctional pattern because they don't know how to show they care in a productive way. So they show it by actually running shame and guilt. Now, Having said that, they have to keep that pattern up. So how do they do it? They keep self sabotaging because they don't know how to get out of that that, you know, that shame spiral. Mm-hmm. And shame lives in silence. So absolutely talk about, right. It not only does it live in silence, it actually causes us to create and produce and keep secrets, which are extremely harmful to our psychology and our emotional matureness. Mm-hmm. So I would speak about all of that mm-hmm. because people are going to look at it that really want to change and they're going to go, yep, that's exactly what's going on with me. I need to talk to this woman. Mm. And they're going to be much more open to a conversation. I would also suggest that you raise your prices significantly. Like if you're going to do 4,000 at a minimum, do 4,000 for anywhere from a month to three months because you're undervaluing what you have to offer. If somebody says to me $4,000 a year for some kind of coaching or mentoring, I'm thinking "Eh, it's probably not that good. People do associate in their mind with paying more with value. And and that's 100% true. So you also want to play off of the idea that they value themselves enough to spend more in uh, improving themselves. I remember in the early years when I raised my prices, I doubled and tripled the amount of sales that I made versus keeping it at a small price. Mm -hmm. I heard you say recently that... um, don't raise them until you can envision somebody saying yes to it. Was that, was that what I heard you say? Until so, you can envision yourself receiving it. So, yeah, somebody saying yes to it, you actually receiving it. Okay. So, raising it just to a, an amount that I can envision receiving that. What's somebody the most you could see yourself receiving currently? Six thousand. For what period of time? For a year. For a year. Mm-hmm. Is that sustainable for you as a business? Well, I have, um, I mean, the way I do it is that I enroll three times a year. 
Okay. And I do a group, group coaching program, but it's just a year long program. And each round that I do, I enroll more people. Okay. So if I'm enrolling, but you said you haven't, but you said you hadn't sold anybody. No, it's a pretty new business that I, that I'm in, you know, that I have an endeavor in. So have you ever, have you had any pushback on the group thing? No. So there's been no objection to that? No. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Well then go with, then go with the 6,000, go with the, go with the 6,000. I would still at least shorten it to six months if I was you. <laughs> okay. I'll look, it, it, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really would. Um, okay. And one of the ways that you can get better at asking for more is double or triple that price and, and ask for it in the mirror 500 times as if you were having a conversation with somebody to make the sale. And then when you ask for the 6,000, it'll feel like you're asking for two bucks. It's a psychological trick because the only thing that's keeping you from asking more is your own belief in what you can receive. And it really works. Like my high-end clients that make millions of dollars a year have done that practice and they've been able to systematically upgrade their pricing over a short period of time. So uh, ask for it in the mirror? Yeah, like look in the mirror and have a, have a brief sales conversation and say, and, and the price is $12,000 or $36,000, $24,000. Give me a credit card and we'll get that going. And you just keep saying it over and over and over again. So your, your subconscious mind gets used to it. Mm-hmm. It becomes not afraid of it because you're not getting any objection or rejection from it at all. But then when you do ask for the $6,000, it will seem like nothing. Then when you are ready to, to either reduce the time frame or increase the price, it'll be much easier to do so. Yeah. I mean, it's a definite, it's certainly feels like a stretch. However, it feels like a stretch, but I know my experience and what I offer is invaluable. I mean, it's a steal. It's a steal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're going after people that are professionals or in business, paying 6,000 for six months, will it'll be nothing to them right? If you're going after the average house mom or housewife where they're not really in control of their income and they have to get the permission from their husband or whoever they're in partnership with or whatever, that can definitely cause a major issue, you know? But somebody who has invested in themselves already and knows the value of that investment is not going to have an issue with those prices. Mm. That's huge. Thank you. Okay. Well, that gives me a lot to work with as far as now marketing a little bit differently, a lot differently. Um, okay. And I would just put up short videos here and there, invite, you know, and then after you get some people, you know, interact with them, have conversations with them over social media and move, move them to a phone conversation and, and go for the sale in, in that way. And it really does work. Like people are making a ton of money by doing that. That's part of our strategy, by the way. I mean, it's, it's not our only strategy, but it's definitely part of it because it does work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just actually um, am, am learning a little bit more at this time, um, Instagram and making, I mean, I'm on it. I'm actually doing videos, um, but learning a little bit more on how to make it work for me. Um, so I've invested in another, just an Instagram, uh, marketing just so that I understand how to make it work for me. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Any other questions? 
I don't think so. No. All right. Make sure you let us know how you're doing. Like try it for, do this for a month. Send me an email. Let me know how you're doing. I will. Thank you so much. That was really huge. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for being on the show. Okay. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.